Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Please be advised that Gen X This Is Why contains adult language. No, Amy. Melissa Gilbert and Laura Ingalls are different people. <laughs> Hi, and welcome to Gen X This Is Why, the podcast where we re-examine the sometimes bizarre and often scarring media from our shared childhood. My name is Amy, and I'm a proud Gen Xer born in 1977. And I'm her sister, Jenny, born in 1974. Today, we continue our look at Walnut Grove with Little House on the Prairie, Season 3, Episode 2, Bunny. Jenny? The description reads, Nellie's physical abuse towards Bunny leads to a dangerous riding accident. But as the little girl lies in bed with a concussion and possible paralysis, her distraught mother blames Laura and orders Nels to shoot the animal. Laura secretly takes Bunny home until she can figure out a plan, but her problems run even deeper when she begins to believe that she is responsible for Nellie's condition. I want to get some things out of the way. Harriet is horrible and Nellie is a monster. I want to get something else out of the way. Charles, okay, I'm sorry. Michael Landon's writing is terrible. <laughs> like, I have, a, I have a big question. I went back through season two to see, like, did we miss something where they introduced Bunny? Like, Laura, no, we didn't miss I don't anything. know. And apparently she was traded for a stove. There, like, there's no, I thought they would give us the rest of that story. There's no, how that, where did this horse come from? Where did Laura's beloved horse come from? I have no idea. They didn't need to make it this way. Like Amy's rewrite corner, they just could have had like Laura has a fondness for this horse. Where the hell did it come from? And I why did Nellie have it now? Like they tried to allude Laura to Laura traded for Christmas. For a stove, no for one Christmas. fucking know. Like that, it, that happened nowhere. Unless it was some weird subplot in a season two. But we watched a lot of season two. And it's not clear in any of the descriptions of the ones we didn't watch that this mm-hmm. happened. So unless it's some tiny subplot somewhere, hmm. like I'm, I'm almost ready to go back and watch those episodes. Jenny's fired up. It's just ridiculous. What is he writing? It's so ridiculous. I don't even know what's happening. There's this damn horse. Like I was pissed. Guys, I was, I was, I almost said grading. Oh my god, I was grading papers all morning. <laughs> I was editing our previous episode, The Collection, and Jenny goes on a tear about Reverend Alden. Like, I had to cut a good five to seven minutes of that. You were just going off. And I was here for it. I'm not going to lie. But it was a little too much. And then she thought Johnny Cash was alive. She had a gig for him. 
Johnny Cash should do uh, a sleep out. I know he's dead. I know he's dead. I was <laughs> metaphorically, okay. Johnny Cash is going to metaphorically do a sleep out <laughs> if he were alive. Okay. All right. All right, so let's get going. Um, there is a slight trigger warning for this episode if you're going to watch it that there is some animal abuse. There's another trigger warning for this. What? Laura pushes somebody out of a wheelchair. <laughs> I feel like that's a trigger warning. <laughs> yes, so there are your trigger warnings if you're going to go back and watch the episode with us, which you can't buy. You just have to watch with us. You watch a freaking commercial. Okay, Jenny, we open as Laura gallops across a field to visit a horse. She plucks an apple from a tree, gives it to the horse, and arrives at school late. Miss Beetle questions her, and she says she grabbed an apple for someone, and Miss Beetle's like, well, that's really nice of you. And Laura's like, sorry, Miss Beetle, it wasn't for you, it's for a horse. <laughs> Nellie is sitting beso- behind her. And just chides Laura for feeding Nellie's horse. She's like, he's not, she's not your horse anymore. She's mine. And then Laura gets in trouble again for talking. And what does Nellie say to her? I hate you. <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> That's exactly it. But it's like such a. I know. Intense, like, have you ever been in a situation where you've told someone you hated them and you just want your words to push them down a flight of stairs? I mean. Every like, day in you're just like, I hate you. <laughs> and you want those words to strangle that person. This is this is an amped up Nelly. Uh, is it really though? This is this is prime Nelly, I think. This <laughs> Somebody is... in the memes called it peak Nelly, and yeah. I do agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so after school, Jenny, we see Jason again. Is he the <laughs> Ben Franklin wannabe? He's back, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Nellie asks Jason if he wants to visit her horse, and he shoots her down and says he's waiting for Laura. And she again says, I hate you. Because they were fighting over him. Remember in the talking I, I know, but she says, I hate you to Jason. Yeah, she's crazy. This is Laura's boyfriend. She's unhinged. Yeah, she is. Yeah. Laura comes out, and Jason gives her a floater. And I wrote, is that like a bobber? What's a floater? I, I think guess. it's like a bobber. Probably. Fishing. Yeah. And they make a date to go fishing that weekend. And I have a note here, Jenny. Where do kids in Walnut Grove go on dates? Fishing, apparently. Where would you go if you were dating in Walnut Grove? They don't really date. Don't they just meet each other and get married? (laughs) (laughs) That's almost spit out my coffee. (laughs) I mean, John Jr. is like, Mary, we've been on a date by a tree. No, they go on dates. They sit in pretty places and he reads her poetry. That happened like twice. And then he was like, let's get married. Yeah. Where would they go? Because we all know... Where Johnny Lawrence takes his dates to the Who? putt, the putt Who? putt from Gopher Kelly. Oh, he takes all the quote hot babes to, to the, the stuffing putt. putt or whatever it is. Ew. So where would you go in Walnut Grove? I don't know. To the log. Like you can't go out to eat. There's no restaurant. There's no restaurant. Yeah. The church. Do you go to church? Oh, Miss uh, Grace tried to take Edwards to church on a date. Oh, that's right. That's right. Okay. Jenny, yeah. this sounds like your hell. <laughs> I don't think people really dated. I think they just got married. They're like, you look good. Let's get married. In Mankato, they're all going to the saloon. Yeah, they have the yeah. saloon at least. Yeah. Okay, we discovered through a chat that with Mary that Bunny was Laura's pony and that she traded her at Christmas to Mr. Olson for a stove for Caroline. But that's it. That's the only sentence we get about so what story. happened. But it, it, what? Like, where did the horse come from? How did Laura get it? Like, we have. 
This is if it sloppy. was Pat and Patty, that would make more sense. This is friggin' sloppy. Uh, yeah, of course it is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Written and directed by Michael Landon. Laura says that Nellie mistreats Bunny, and they're not happy about it. So then the girls are walking past what looks like a small stable in town where Nellie has her horse. Yeah, it's just like a little... Is it it's, delivery? Maybe. It's like right in town, across from the yeah. post office. Right next to the mill, as we know, because Grace can see Edward's drinking Everything on the job. On the mill, at the mill. They see Nellie beating a horse and whipping it. It's bad. Yeah, it's bad. It's bad. The horse is not happy. They're horrified, and Nellie just keeps hitting the horse harder. And then what happens, Jen? Then Nellie, then the horse freaks out, right, rightfully so, and just is like, I'm getting this bitch off my back, and like just <laughs> di- jets out of the stable and goes on this like crazy tear and like rubs its back on a tree to get Nellie off. <laughs> He sees his opportunity with a low-hanging branch <laughs> and just takes a run for it. And meanwhile, while the horse is running, like, the Ingalls girls are screaming after the horse, but it's too late. Nellie gets tossed. She gets tossed off that thing. From that horse. And Mary runs to get Doc Baker while Laura waits with Nellie. Nellie has some wing sauce on her head. <laughs> Nellie had the wings for long, apparently. <laughs> Uh, later, Nellie's in bed and like Nels and Harriet are around her. And for some reason, the Ingles are there. The girls. This is like a trope in Walnut Grove. Everybody's at your doctor's appointment. Well, whoever got hurt, whoever was remotely connected is there. Yeah. (laughs) She, Doc Baker says she's going to be okay, but she has a slight concussion and might have a broken arm. Oh, so I have an index card. Ah, fuck. So why can't Doc Baker just x-ray this shit? Like, why does he not know her arms? He knows nothing. This is because x-rays were not invented yet. Mm, So to be fair, he has no tools to work with. He doesn't. It It is like the 1870s. There were many scientists experimenting with cathode rays, which are electron beams, um, which were the essentially what the x-ray beam was. They just didn't. They hadn't experimented with it in this way. But in 1895, it was Wilhelm Röntgen, a, a physics professor in Germany, who accidentally discovered the rays that could pa- that discovered that these rays could pass through human tissue, but leave the shadows of human bones. So like it kind of accidentally went out the glass tube that he was using and it made an imprint. Oh, okay. And it, he had his hand in front of it. He's like, oh, whoa, I can see my bones. <laughs> like this is a thing. <laughs> Um, he called the rays X-rays, X meaning the unknown um, integer. The news spread quickly and the rays were in wide use in the U.S. and Europe by the time Rengen won his Nobel Prize in physics in 1901. And no one was taking precautions. No one was taking precautions. <laughs> so there were shoe stores giving away free X-rays with your of your feet oh, with a pair of shoes. Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There were some scientists, though, who were worried about the risks, most notably Tesla and Edison, who received injuries from X-ray experiments. Hmm. So they were like, eh, something's, something's not okay something's here. Not you gotta, <laughs> yeah, you got to figure this out. There were conflicting accounts of the details of Renchen's exact experiment because he had his lab notes burned after his death. Ooh. I'm sorry, but that's a dick move for a scientist. <laughs> you are a dick. That's a dick like, move. That is, that's not cool. Who does that? Jenny, I want you to burn all of my writing after I die. 
Well, you're writing. Who cares? That's um, writing. But this is the like world scientific. Cares. This is scientific experiment. Like they need this information. They need my no eleventh nope. grade poem about my boyfriend. No, they know. Was that the poem where you? Like you wrote from the point of view of somebody being abused mm-hmm. and, the, mm-hmm. and the teachers were like, is everything okay at home? <laughs> is that it? That's it. That's all I got. That's all your knowledge. That's more than well, Doc Baker knows. It's more than he knows. <laughs> He's just like touching her hand and like, oh, maybe it's broken. Don't know. Yeah. Whatever. Well, I, ha- I have more here. He says... That this is probably, okay, so let me go through the exam and then I'll get to what I'm going to say. All right, Harry, Harriet immediately starts blaming Nels for letting Nellie have the horse and then turns her anger to Laura for letting them have the horse that was dangerous. And I have to say, remember a couple episodes ago I talked about when my dog was attacked and I freaked out on the guy? Yeah. So this would be me. I would do this. Mm -hmm. I would start freaking out. Now, that being said, I would quickly get over it, you know, apologize to the girl and get my wits about me. Right. Not like Harriet. Okay. Anyway, Harriet wants the horse put to sleep and Laura tries to defend Bunny, but Harriet's screaming at her. And I wrote, Harriet is a horrible monster who needs to be put to sleep herself. Now <laughs> put her to sleep. <laughs> yeah. Harriet actually says, a la Wizard of Oz. You mark my words, Laura Ingalls. If anything happens to Nellie, it's all your fault. It reminded me of that. You know, and I'll Nellie get you hears my this. pretty. <laughs> and, Nell- and Nellie hears this. Yep. Nellie wakes up just to see the confrontation. Yep. Mm-hmm. Suddenly, Nellie says she can't feel her legs, which I think is true. Because he's no. stabbing her with the needle and she's not even I don't think moving. it's true. I don't think it's true. I think it's true for like a day. No. Because I think, I think, I think that's why it. Doc Baker makes a big deal of it being possibly temporary. Mm-hmm. Maybe. And then I wrote, okay, so then Doc, she, he stabs her with the needle. She doesn't feel it. Harriet is beside herself, of course, like any mother would be. And Doc Baker says, this could only, this is probably only temporary. And I wrote, how does he know this, Jenny? He has no idea what's happening. Because people become paralyzed from falling off of horses all the time. All, Christopher Reeve. Christopher Reeve. And then I wrote... Do you remember Graham was obsessed? Graham was obsessed with Elizabeth Taylor. Yes. Yes. But she was also obsessed with constantly telling me the story about when Elizabeth Taylor fell off the horse filming. Was it Blue Velvet? I don't know. She fell off the horse and that's when she got addicted to pain pills. Same thing happened to Nikki Newman on Young and the Restless. I'm just saying. Okay. (laughs) That's That's how Nikki Newman became an alcoholic. She started taking pain pills, drinking to deal with her falling off the horse. And that was all Victor's fault. He moved her out to that ranch and she didn't need to be out there. Oh, he was gaslighting. Okay. Guys, I have an encyclopedic knowledge of soap operas. So come at me if you watched CBS soaps. I did some days of our lives, all my children. Remember you had that blog? You had a soap opera blog. <laughs> Remember? I did. When I went to college, I wanted to be a soap opera writer. So at the time, you guys feel this, I had to bring two VCRs with me to school. <laughs> and I had two small TVs and I would record all the NBC soaps on one and the uh, CBS on the other. But I was raised on CBS soaps. Like that's my thing. I'm trying to get Jenny to do a series. Yeah, about nope. the soap operas. Um, however, so I used to put out a newsletter called the Demira Times. 
<laughs> and it was on AOL when you had AOL rooms. Oh, I forgot about yep. that. And it was popular. I had like 3,000 subscribers. I forgot that was the name. Yeah. That was funny. That's what I was doing in college. I was sitting in my room alone writing soap opera newsletters. You were cool. Wow. Okay. All right. Back to our show here. So anyway, my point is people get hurt on horses all the time. I don't understand why Doc Baker's like, and especially probably back then. Yeah. So I don't know why he's like, oh, it's no big deal. Yeah, you're fine. Yeah. You fell off a horse. You got, you didn't, you flew off a horse. She didn't fall off a horse. She flew off that horse. Harriet orders Nels to go shoot the horse right now. (laughs) So dramatic. And I wrote, this would never happen today. Like, you would just never have this plot line where somebody's threatening to shoot a horse. Yeah. Right? Yeah, like maybe, like a, well, I mean, if, if an animal viciously attacked someone, Maybe. Maybe. I don't know what they do. But the horse was just riding and like she was acting like a mean like it's it's not like it bit her. And at no point, again, in Amy's ongoing series of things that could have been solved by open communication, at no point does Laura or Mary say Nellie was whipping the horse. Yeah. Yep. Like I, I just have that Mary, what the fuck? Like Laura's getting screamed at. She's a kid. Like, why don't you tell this bitch off, Mary? Like, why don't you say something? And I get that you can't say something to Harriet. She's like a viper. Like, you can't even go near her. But you could say it to Nels. Right. You could say it to Nels. Do something. Do something, Mary. Do fucking something. All right. Harriet tells Laura she made Nellie crippled. God. Wow. <laughs> Harriet then throws Laura out of the house, tells her never to come back again. This is a lot to lay on a 12-year-old. Yeah. Is she 12? Do we even know? She's probably about 12. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's sounds right. Oh, my God. Guess what I almost just said? I almost what? said, oh, my God, this is how bad I am with math and reality. Um, I almost said to you, look up when Laura Ingalls Wilder was born and then deduct it from 1976. Yeah, she'd be like 127. No, Amy, Melissa Gilbert and Laura Ingalls are different people. (laughs) Okay, Laura runs to the stable stable and she's sobbing and Mary comforts her. Mary does comfort her. Too little, too late, Mary. And then Laura blames herself. And I wrote, Jesus Christ, somebody please go get Ma Ma or Pa. Well, did Mary say, did Mary tell her it wasn't her fault? Yes. She did. Yeah. Okay. Laura decides she's going to take off on Bunny and hide Bunny so that Nels can't shoot her. So, Jenny, guess what Pa's doing again? Laura's missing again. <laughs> that night, Charles and Caroline are beside themselves because once Charles again, like, I'm not looking for her. <laughs> once again, Laura's missing and Charles snaps at Caroline. <laughs> He's like, I'm not doing that. He said, I looked everywhere I knew to look. We just have to wait. Suddenly, we hear a horse and they go running out to find Laura. Mary has filled them in on everything, so they know everything. Imagine how fast Mary ran home with that scoop. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Shit went down. Laura is crying and saying she didn't know where to hide Bunny, so she came home. And Charles and Caroline comfort her, and Pa tells her to go in the house and he'll put Bunny in the barn. Well, and also, Michael Landon, this light, did you notice the lighting? Is so dramatic. It's it's like it, this isn't a friggin' Rembrandt painting, Michael. <laughs> like, what are you doing? It's so like it's like 
Like the Rembrandt like painting art, like, I put on Instagram of all my pets waiting for me when I open the bathroom door after I take a shower. Somebody said it looks like a Rembrandt. This, no, this lighting is like, yeah, it's bad. But it's intense. Jenny, did you see like after he tells Laura to go in the house and she's like, please don't let anybody hurt Bunny. And he's like, I will. He and Caroline exchange a glance. Okay. And I wrote, if he kills Bunny, I'm done with him. He like I thought he Bunny. was going to go kill Bunny. Come on. okay so charles and caroline are in the house and they're discussing the issue and charles is like i'm gonna go into town tomorrow and i'm gonna take care of this shit yeah Mm -hmm. yep Mm -hmm. i wanted to see caroline go at harriet because (laughs) let me tell you something if somebody did this to my kid oh my god yeah they would be dead that would be it caroline is stressed to the max though like there's some stress floating she's really stressed out Charles is like, Nellie will be back to her old nasty self soon. <laughs> Nellie says nasty Nellie, and I have a question. Is that a garbage pail kid? I think it was. It might have been. I think it was, it and I been. think it was based on Nellie also. Might have been. Then Charles tries to get Caroline to go to bed with them, and she won't. She won't go, Jen. Stupid. <laughs> Mr. Chance. The next morning, Charles heads into town with Laura, and he sees Doc Baker coming out of the Olsons and questions him. Doc basically has no clue. I mean, when are you ever going to get an answer from that old scarecrow? What what Doc Baker says is, she's no better, but no worse. Sometimes this is temporary. Sometimes it's not. Does he have any medical training? (laughs) Like, I am a better doctor than this. (laughs) Those words literally mean nothing. Are you saying that you could diagnose paralysis better than Doc Baker? I think so. I think so. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I think so. Add that to the list. (laughs) Jenny diagnoses (laughs) paralysis. I mean, he's literally, the words mean nothing. They just cancel each other out. Like what the hell? I know. All right. So Charles wants to go in and Laura doesn't, but he makes her go. And I wrote, fucking Harriet owes Laura an apology. And I better see one. Yeah. Yeah. Inside, Nels looks really distraught. And Charles is like, how's she doing? And he says, Nellie's being very brave. And she's even even eating a ton of bonbons and acting normal. First of all, Nels doesn't realize that his daughter is diabolically evil. But we know why. Because in the last episode, we see how gullible Nels is <laughs> by true. criminal masterminds. <laughs> He's easily manipulated. Nels is like, here's the key to my house, Johnny Cash. Come on <laughs> in and rape my wife and take anything you want. He, he doesn't see this diabolical evil. Doesn't, he just doesn't, doesn't see, it. see it at all. Okay. He says Reverend Olden is coming over later to talk to her because that's right. exactly the right person to talk to a young girl, an old white No, dude. no, 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 no. No, he's going to talk to Harriet. Oh, yeah, I thought he was going to talk to Nellie. No, he's going to talk to Harriet. So I have to tell you something. I did a little research on Reverend Alden. Why are you obsessed with Reverend Robert, Alden? Robert Alden. And not much stuck in my mind, except the fact that, um, you know, he was a real person. Laura based a character on the books on him, in the books on him. He had some shady shit going on. He went, like, to the Dakota territories and was, like, working with the natives. And basically was, like, thrown off there under threat of somebody wanted to kill him. Because he did some shady shit. Like, he had his wife on the payroll. And it was, yeah, it was really (laughs) shady. So he was like run out of town. So he had some nerve, Judge and Johnny Cash. He had some nerve. Now the character in the show 
Um, it's funny because when you read the Wikipedia article about the real Robert Alden, they talk about how at the time in the late 19th century, religion was fire and brimstone. Yeah. But the Reverend Alden of the series takes a departure from that. Really? Does he? Cause I hear some threatening shit, but <laughs> in the Wikipedia article, Jen, it lists several episodes where he like, either attacks people, screams <laughs> at people, and I'm like, this all needs to be on our list. We have to make sure they're on the list. Okay. And in season eight, he reveals that he once was a farmer and had a family and had a problem with alcohol after he lost his family to the disease. Wow. So okay. he's not married now. Well, we know that. Okay. I'm just... But he could be, right? Yeah, like, and we were saying married. we didn't know yeah. if we missed an episode, but... Okay. We missed an episode where he got married and became homeless? No, where they maybe maybe talked about him having a family. Oh, okay. Okay. Charles apologizes to Nell for Laura taking the horse. And Nell's isn't mad. In fact, he's like, I'm glad she took the horse because this was just an accident and I could not kill that horse. (laughs) I was like, I'm not going to murder a horse. I'm sorry. Nell's can't even discipline his daughter. He can kill a horse. Mm. Nels then tells Laura he's sorry for Harriet's behavior. And actually, Nellie's been asking about her and wants to see her. Red flag. Red flag. Red flag. Laura, how many times are you going to trust this bitch? Talking machine. Laura, go back and watch it. Go back and listen to our podcast, Laura. Don't trust her. (laughs) So Laura heads upstairs. And, oh, I want to just tell all of you guys in this scene, if you're watching this episode, Nellie, you see her in her bedroom and she throws bonbons onto the floor if you look in the lower right-hand corner, you see somebody creep out and grab the bonbons and slide them off. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So Nellie throws the bonbons on the floor. Laura comes in, and Nellie's like, Laura, come sit by me. And she does this really weird voice. Dude, don't trust that. It's like like a Hannibal Lecter being nice yeah. voice. Yeah. She asks Laura if it's sunny out and says that's what she'll miss the most, the sun shining, as they sit in a sunlit room. I have to say, she said, what she actually said was, what is it like outside? And I'm like, this is basically my March through August <laughs> of this year. Like, what what is happening outside? What is that like? I feel like that's your March through August a lot, Jenny. Yeah. What's it like I mean, outside? What is going on outside? But she is, she's just pure evil, man. She is. So Wait, I have an important question. Go ahead. What is going on with your hair? Do you like it? <laughs> Did you even comb it at all? Not yet. Not yet. (laughs) Listen to me. I slept for more than five hours last night, and I am, like, on speed this morning. All I was doing was cleaning and doing laundry. I mean, I didn't take a shower, but I combed my freaking hair. No, I didn't comb my hair. Laura cries. Okay, so when Nellie starts this bullshit, Laura starts feeling guilty and starts crying. And Nellie tells Laura she forgives her because Laura's, like, begging for her forgiveness. Laura mistakenly says she would do anything to help Nellie. And Nellie's like, well, I won't be able to go to school anymore. So I wonder if you could bring my assignments here and help me keep up. Laura says she would do that. And she leaves. She's super excited. And then we see Nellie itching her foot, which she can clearly feel and move. She's pure evil. Laura heads over to, okay, I have a problem with Michael Landon's directing here. Laura heads (laughs) over to the mill to ask Charles if she could have Mary do her chores after school while she helps Nellie, which we don't need this scene at all. Well, you're just, why are you volunteering? What, what did Mary do to deserve this? Right, but we don't need this scene. Like, it's dumb. It's ridiculous. And they decide to film this scene on top of a water flume 
So Charles is up on top of the water wheel and Laura and he have to scream these lines to each other. It makes no sense. And it's kind of like a complex conversation. Like she's like, I need to do this. And this involves Mary doing this and blah, blah, blah. And like they're, they have to yell over the water. I think the only point of it is that you, you, you sense the hesitation of Charles that he is on to Nellie using her. Wow, you're reading way more into that. I thought the only point was they wanted to show Michael Landon up on top no, of that thing. No, you could tell he's kind of like, I don't know if you should take all this on. And then he said, like, you know, like, basically, she didn't say this was your fault. Or you know this isn't your fault or something yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah. Okay. After school, Laura tells Mary she will do her chores on the weekend to make up for all this extra work. And Mary's like, ah, don't worry about it. Like, Mary doesn't have a life. What is she going to do? Go home and do Mary's the Mary's trying to help her sister. Yeah. Nellie's spying out her window and she sees Laura talking to Ben Franklin wannabe. (laughs) So later. I can't believe she's still jealous about Jason. Like this is still going on. I know. Get over it. So later Laura's in Nellie's room helping her with schoolwork. And Nellie starts like asking her about Jason and tells Laura she loves Jason. Oh my God. And then she said, but now that I'm like this, he won't pay me any mind. And then she said, Jenny's shaking her head. Then she says she would hate any girl that shines up to Jason. What the fuck? I know. And she know Laura is his girlfriend. He claimed her as a girlfriend in the middle of class when he wrote it on the chalkboard. Yep. <laughs> and that is I'm staking That's my insane. claim. That's the yeah. flag on the on the territory. Like this is Laura's boyfriend. And Nellie keeps going, you're such a good friend, Laura. You're such a good friend, Laura. Laura is so gullible. Oh, my God. And I wrote, Laura's being gaslit like a motherfucker. Saturday, Jason comes by to pick up Laura for fishing, and she's hiding in the barn. When he finds her, Laura makes a fight with him. Well, did you hear what Charles said, though? I did. I'm I'm going over that. Because <laughs> he's an asshole. <laughs> Go ahead. Tell them. Beck was like, I forget the exact Beck. quote, but Beck. <laughs> you have to ground our new listeners in that. Sorry. Beck, who is Jay, who looks like Beck, Jason, who looks like Beck, and I call him Beck. And wants to be Ben Franklin. Says, I shouldn't come to meet me fishing. Is she, and he's, and Michael Landa says, is, he, is she mad at you? And he's like, I don't think so. I didn't do anything to make her mad, but that doesn't mean that women aren't mad at you anyway, or something like that. But Michael and, and Michael. Michael Landon agrees with it, though. Well, maybe he's being nice. He's like, you got that right, son. Maybe he's being nice. Like we all know Caroline is never mad at Pa. Well, except for the time she has to go out and aggressively she just swallows it. it. She just swallows it when she's mad. Yes. All right. So he picks, she picks a fight with him. It's pretty great. <laughs> and he's so confused, and I feel for him because I'm confused. I'm like, what is she doing? Like, she's totally sabotaging her relationship. She tells him to go away and not come back anymore. Okay. That night, the Ingles are having dinner minus Laura, and Charles is starting to get annoyed. And I wrote, of course he is. His favorite daughter's missing, and he's stuck with that piece of shit Mary. (laughs) Yeah, that's what's going on here. Charles says Laura cannot spend the rest of her life taking care of Nellie. And then they hear Laura come home, and I have a couple questions about this. It is pitch black out. How do you ride a horse? All the way home in the Oh, I didn't even know if she rode the horse. I assumed she walked, and I was like, she walked home in the dark. I guess when if there's a moon, you can see. She's 12. I don't know. She runs into Granville on the road, and he tries to snatch her. Johnny Cash. (laughs) 
I mean, they get abducted in broad daylight. So, like, they don't. It doesn't really need to be. Caroline goes out to talk to her. Well, Charles wants to, but Caroline's like, no, let me handle this. And Charles is like, fine, but you make sure this ends. This is done. And he was kind (laughs) of hot when he was, like, all angry. (laughs) Oh, God. Laura. Okay, so Caroline realizes that Laura is doing Nellie's homework and not her own. And I wrote... Laura is riddled with guilt and this poor kid. Like, I just feel so bad for her because she's like, Ma, please don't make me stop helping Nellie. Miss Olsen is finally talking to me again. And she's just, I I just, my heart was broken for her. I have a couple questions. Okay. Or statements or questions and statements, I guess. So Carolyn's talk to Laura, was it A, right on, B, too little, C, too tough? Too little. That's what I thought too. And like, fuck these people, like they have to give me multiple choice. (laughs) These people have to yell at their kids for studying and helping people. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I said to Timmy, when's the last time you had to yell at our kids for doing their chores too hard or too much? He's like, yeah, chores. Never, (laughs) never. Carolyn, like she's fixed nothing though. Nothing is. No, she needs to put more stress on Laura. Basically. Like you have to, you have to do your homework. You have to be here on time. So like, she's just actually making Laura's situation more stressful. She's making it worse. If yeah. I were Caroline, I would go pay Mrs. Olson a visit the next day. Oh, and I would yeah. fucking freak yep. out on her. Yep. Okay. At the Olsons, Jenny, Willie is sneaking around in the dark and he hears Nellie giggling. I have a First real- of all, he's going to the outhouse. He's not sneaking around I have a real issue with Nellie and these dolls. Yeah, what's up with that? Like that says to me, she's a maniac. She is a fucking maniac. <laughs> Nellie is- dances with her dolls at like, she's like almost Mary's age. I know, she's dancing with her dolls. Okay, yeah. so she's playing dolls, and Willie busts in and realizes she's lying. Nabs her. And Nellie runs over to him, blows out his candle, and <laughs> covers his mouth. I know. Snap his neck. I know, like, that was a little scary. That was like Michael Myers' moves there. And I'm like, Willie, dump it. Dump it, Willie. <laughs> <laughs> so Nellie threatens him and bribes him. She's like, if you tell anyone, they'll just believe me anyway. But if you don't tell anyone, I'll just give you half the shit I get. Yeah, the bribe works way better than the threat does. She reveals that she likes getting things while she's sick. Yeah, because Harriet keeps buying her all this super expensive shit. Yep. The next day, Laura comes over and Nellie is in the middle of a medical exam by top-notch <laughs> physician Doc Baker. <laughs> Again, he's just sitting there looking at her. <laughs> He wants to stab her with the needle again. And this time she refuses. I'm telling you, because this time she knows she'll feel it. I think she was real the first time. She says she doesn't like the needle. And Nellie shows Laura the faint. Oh, so she says she doesn't like the needle and he leaves. Like, okay, we'll try this later. Yeah, great. Whatever. Fine. Bye. (laughs) I have to go like, you know, look at somebody's arm and determine if it's broken. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Nellie shows Laura the fancy new doll she got from England and she's getting all this shit from Harriet. It's like so super expensive. And Harriet's like, whatever you want, darling, I'll give you whatever you need. Yep. Mm-hmm. Which is dolls, apparently. Dolls and doll houses. Laura tells Nellie that her ma is starting to get mad and that she can't keep doing Nellie's work. And right as this happens, Nellie fakes a dizzy spell and asks Laura if she'll do her arithmetic for her just one last time. She's well, the fucking a, worst. Well, I have a question. Like, is Laura, Laura's a lower grade level than Nellie. <laughs> so like, is Laura just like doing advanced math? Like just whipping I it I cannot out? drink coffee while we're doing this. 
Like, is she just whipping out, you know, like 12 times tables? Over at the mill, Jen, Nels and Doc Baker show up and visit Charles. And they ask him if he'll fix a wheelchair they have that they would like to give to Nellie. Um, also, did you notice the giant bandsaw in the mill? That thing is so fucking dangerous. I did. I did. And there's, there's no safeguards people. around it. Oh, there's nothing like there's there. no there's no safety at all in workplaces at this time. Like there's nothing. No. Like some many people have probably died on that advanced no. <laughs> law. It's terribly, terribly dangerous. So that night, Charles is fixing the wheelchair and it really freaks Laura out. Like this is starting to set in that Nellie might be This is in the drama barn. Yes. She's not a paraplegic. Yes, paraplegic, right? Quad quadriplegic is neck down. Right. Paraplegic is Wait, I think so. Yeah. That sounds correct. I said that with enough authority that it sounds right. Yeah, sure. Okay, so Laura starts sobbing again, and this really gets to Charles. Like, it's it's bothering him to see his He's kid pissed. He's pissed. tearing himself up like this. Someone needs to talk to Laura about misplaced guilt. Yes, yes, which I'll address later. Not the Reverend Alden. Not the Reverend Alden, who's just going to, like, I don't know. <laughs> no, right. The next day, Doc Baker picks up the wheelchair, and Charles tells him the family's going fishing. But guess who's not going with them, Jen? Laura's catching up on her work. She's catching up on her homework. Charles is concerned. He's going to talk to her. So I have a multiple-choice question here. Oh. So was was Charles talk to her right on? Too little? Wait, what talk? Too- Charles is like, I'll go talk to her in the house to try to get her to come. Oh, right. Charles did said nothing. He did nothing. He did not too little. <laughs> he did nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the Olsons, Nellie is trying out her wheelchair. She likes it, but is more concerned about getting her new dollhouse. It's the best one in the world. I have a question about the dollhouse. So you see the dolls, right? Yes. And you see the dollhouse. Like, that scale doesn't make sense. It Those doesn't dolls make sense. So they're not, not going to fit in that dollhouse. Okay. <laughs> So Nellie tells Harriet, why are you waiting to go out and thank Charles? Like, do it now. I could take care of the store. I could stay here by myself. This is also bizarre. This takes a turn and the writing gets really bad. Yeah, because Harriet was so upset and like mama bear over her. And now all of a sudden she's like, okay, the customer will leave you alone with the store open. Yeah. Yeah, like it makes no sense. And also, don't they realize that? Nellie's a maniac and a crazy person. Like, if she were really paralyzed, she'd be flipping the fuck out. Like, she'd be going, like, she's taking this way too well. Like, they should be suspicious of this. <laughs> Good point. Okay. Then I wrote, Jenny, that after Harriet leaves, Nellie immediately gets up and starts dancing and running around. Yep. And dancing with her dolls. Mm-hmm. And then I wrote, okay, Harriet's wagon is very distinguishable. Whatever. Remember it looks like Doc Baker's wagon. It looks like Doc Baker's wagon. Her- if I took Widow Thurman's wagon, Doc Baker's, Reverend Alden's, and Harriet's and put them all together, could you tell who's was who? I might be able to. Mm-hmm. Harriet has okay. the big red wheels. I'm going to find pictures of these wagons. <laughs> you were the one who said you could tell them apart. I was saying you couldn't tell a wagon apart. Yeah, right. You're saying you can't tell it apart. I'm saying now I might be able to. Oh, okay. I'm saying I could tell it apart, but I don't know if you could. <laughs> oh, so you're calling me dumb. <laughs> All right. So Harriet rides out to the Ingles and finds Laura with Bunny. She's I was like, good. oh, shit. And if I were Laura, I would just be like, no, this is a diff- different horse. That's what I would yeah, say. And I'd be, like, prove, I'd be like, prove it's not. Yep. Prove it's not. Get, get a DNA test. Get Doc Baker <laughs> on here. So Laura 
Harriet's like, that horse is coming with me, which I would love to see. Where is that horse going? (laughs) Trying to take that horse back with her. With the wagon. (laughs) All right. So Laura, to protect Bunny, hops on him and rides past her, like rides into town. I have to say, like, I feel like Bunny may be a little wild because it goes crazy and like runs (laughs) out of the park. So Laura rides for some reason to Nellie's. What was her original plan there? I don't know. Right. So you're Michael Landon writing this. Now, don't forget, Laura does not know that Nellie isn't paralyzed. Correct. She takes the horse to Olsen. To the house. What is she doing? Where the people want to kill it. What is the plan there? Laura basically said, don't worry about dragging this horse back with you. I'll deliver him to you so you can kill him. That made no sense. It made no sense. It made no sense. So Laura rides to Nellie's, and as she approaches the door, she hears music playing, looks through the window, and sees Nellie dancing. Oh, my God. She's vacant. Laura goes inside, and her look on her face is just like, like, I'm going to straight up kill you. She says, I just saw your mother and I'm, she told me to take your, take you for a walk in your chair and get some fresh air. Jen, Nellie grows suspicious as Laura begins to push her up a huge hill. Up a giant hill. (laughs) (laughs) Which, do you know how much arm strength that had to take? Because the wheels on that sucker are not like gliding. They're on a dirt road. Mm -hmm. They're like the same. Actually, Nellie's bigger than her. So like, yeah, yeah, that had to be. They, they sit up at the top of the hill and they talk for a few minutes. Laura's like, psychologically fucking with her like telling her how her schoolwork is she's fallen behind and all this shit then they see mrs olsen coming down the road and laura flags her down and as she flags her down she says nelly your mother wants you and pushes nelly down the hill in the wheelchair which could have paralyzed her (laughs) which i just wanted to say that trip down that hill, that was dangerous. I was just going to say, like, if she wasn't paralyzed then, <laughs> she might be after that. Like, that would have been an interesting twist, Michael Landon, if she actually paralyzed her by doing that. That was insane. And that would have been pretty epic revenge. Yeah. If she actually paralyzed her doing that. And I was saying, holy shit, you could tell that's a doll going down the road but i'm like what are they gonna do put the real actress in that chair and send no. her flying no wait i feel like they might have they didn't i read something about this no i read something about this pause okay i'm back they made her do it <laughs> no, a stunt girl read, did the flip it. but she did the rest holy shit where was That's the actors guild protecting her from from Michael? That? There was no rights on Michael Landon's set. Wow, Michael Landon's like we just need you know we need this to look realistic. They they could have done that without it looking realistic. They could have easily used a stunt person, or they could have used something fake, and he would have never known. No, never. All right, so when she gets to the bottom of the hill after a lot of dramatic screaming, she well, I think they pushed her down the hill, and she. Like the actress was surprised by this and freaked out genuinely. Yeah. And so that screaming was real. They took her to like a bigger, longer hill so they could get better footage of it. Wow. Wow. <laughs> so at the end, she falls into like a lake, flips into a lake. A very shallow lake. And stands. It's the creek. It's the creek. And she stands up and starts freaking out. And Harriet is so stunned by this. Because she thinks it's a miracle. That she thinks it's a miracle that she flips backwards off. And passes out. Harry passes out. So Laura 
probably could have paralyzed two people here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not saying I'm not advocating violence, but I don't know if anyone would have cried. <laughs> it's kind of epic mm-hmm. revenge. So later, Jenny, Laura's waiting outside the Olsen's house and Nels comes out. He says everyone is fine and he's sorry that Laura had to go through all this. And he said, Nellie has done some mean things, but this? Nels, you're still not getting Oof. it. You're still not getting it, dude. Yep. Then he gives the horse to Laura and he says that animals are like people. They need to be with someone who loves them. Laura rides up and catches up with Jason. They make plans to go fishing and they ride well, off Jason's together. like, Jason, you want to go fishing? And he's kind of like, oh, uh, okay. <laughs> like, didn't you tell me to fuck like off? Nothing happened. She acted like nothing happened. He's like, okay. All right. <laughs> then we get this crazy scene with Nellie at oh, the end. She smashes her windows. Yeah. And the dolls. Can I tell you, house. let me take you to the moment when our girls were throwing a temper tantrum and if Penelope smashed everything in her room, including her windows, she'd Jimmy be up for adoption. would murder them. Would murder oh, my God. Them. I mean, he freaks out if they get a nick in their wall. Oh, my God. Jesus Christ. She is a freaking maniac with anger issues. I love when Willie busts it. He's like, no, don't smash the dollhouse. Give it to me. And she's like, it's a doll. It's for girls or something. He's like, I'll sell it. <laughs> Willie, that scrappy entrepreneur. He's scrappy, man. He really is. <laughs> So she's smashing everything in her room and then she screams, I'll fix you, Laura Ingalls. I'll fix you. This season's going to get And then it's just to be continued. Okay, so this narrative was a fucking mess. I thought maybe somehow we missed the episode where they were in the race. I'm like, that must have happened to end up here. Like, what the fuck, Michael? Well, I wrote somewhere between seasons two and three, they did some viewer feedback study groups. And they got some feedback that the Laura and Nellie rivalry was interesting to viewers. Because <laughs> this is, this is, somebody heard that and, you know, just ran with it. I knew about this race. Like, I knew about I that I don't know episode. about the race. Yeah, yeah. She's riding Bunny and Nellie gets some kind of racehorse. Oh, okay. I thought that was part of this episode. Or, once I saw this episode, I thought we missed that. Because that would give you a narrative about Bunny and where Bunny came from. Nope, it's the next episode. Okay, and the, and this isn't a, is this a continuation or is it just the next episode? I don't know. Fuck Michael Landon. <sighs> Fuck Michael Landon. This is a mess. <laughs> All right, Jenny. So you know what we do at the end of every episode, Jenny? Whose fault is this? I can't tell. <laughs> so that, therefore, it's Michael Landon's fault because if I knew the whole thing, the whole story of how Bunny came to Walnut Grove and came to be Laura's horse and what went down between her and Nellie and the horse, I might have an idea of who's to blame here, but I have no idea. And that's Michael Landon's fault. I'm going to say it's Caroline's fault. Ooh. Cause the minute somebody spoke to my fucking kid that way, <laughs> I would march over there and go bananas on them. But doesn't that make it Mrs. Olson's fault? Mrs. Olson is reacting. No, 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 no. She's reacting in the moment. You don't get a pass for treating a kid like that. I agree, but she's reacting in the moment, and Caroline needs to go set that straight. But Caroline, but Harriet never made that right. I agree. All right, so at the end of every episode, Jenny and I will go through and think about a theme or some kind of lesson we learned and took with us into adulthood from either the first viewing or the rewatch of this episode. We call it our why. So, Jenny, what is your why for this episode? This is why I think guilt is a wasted emotion. 
<laughs> I have the same exact one. Okay. Yes, I do. No, are you kidding okay. me? <laughs> Go ahead. You talk about yours and I'll talk about mine. Like remorse. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Feel remorse. Like do mm-hmm. something about it. Like feeling guilty about something just drains your energy and has no real outcome. Like either don't do the thing in the beginning or if the thing was really not your fault, don't feel guilty about it. You know, like feel bad for Nelly. Say like, I'm sorry this happened to you, but this is not Laura's fault. And like when you take on guilt, that's not yours. It just eats away at you. Like it's, it's terrible. Like I've seen guilt destroy so many people. It's hilarious because you could tell we are coming at this from two people who've been in therapy. (laughs) And I literally (laughs) used the same phrase. I said, Here's what I said. I have a different why for my main why, but then I had a secondary what I wish I learned from this episode I wrote. So what I wish I learned was that guilt is a wasted emotion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I don't take on anybody's guilt. You know that. But I, I did. I did for years. But I've been in therapy 20 years longer than you. Yes, you have. So. <laughs> yep. I let guilt control me for the better part oh, of my yeah. adult life. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. So my original why, that was my, what I wish my why was. Cause if I had learned about that from this episode at nine or 10 years old, my life would have been completely better. Okay. This is why I don't like horses. Oh God. I mean, I, I don't really like horses. I'm either. terrified of them. I I'm terrified of any large and any large animal. Mm-hmm. I think I need to go back and make an edit of all the times we say we're scared of things. <laughs> Although I, I rode a camel. You did. In you the did. Sahara Desert. You did. And the camel was all right. Like the camel was kind of cool. It was all right. I was always afraid of horses, even as a kid. And it was probably from this. Yeah, maybe. And when I was about 12 or 13, our uncle had a horse. And oh. we used to ride the horse, like very minimally. Like we would just take him around the yard. And I was on the horse when a lawnmower backfired nearby. And the horse did the, the what? up in the air what did he do can you do that again (laughs) (laughs) the horse screamed and i flew i did not fly off the horse i was able to hang on but it was so scary i never got on a horse again well i mean i feel like horses are very skitzy and like i don't know like they just they're higher energy like the camel was super chill like (laughs) slow motion I mean, I, I don't know the condition of these camels, but like they, you know, they seemed chill. Like they're just like, whatever, it's a hundred degrees. I'm just like, I'm going slow. I'm chilling where I feel like a horse is like, you know, they're just fast and crazy. I like horse. I like to go to the horse races. I, I was actually at the triple crown when the horse won the triple crown. Yes. Like two, three years ago. Maybe I that remember one. that. That, that was, was when cool. we could gather in public and do fun yeah, things. It, it was packed. It was crazy. Uh, and Bill Clinton was there. I mean, oh. he wasn't sitting where I was sitting, obviously. Could you? But, do you remember that, Jenny? Like being in a crowd? Yeah. Oh, it was a huge crowd. Yeah, it was crazy, and it was so cool because it was it was at um Belmont at the Belmont Stakes. It was really cool. Well, anyway, this is why I don't like horses. I'm scared. But they're of fast. Them. They're fast. Like they're beautiful animals, and I respect them. But I I don't want to be next to one or on one. Can I make a plug for Peaky Blinders again here? No. Why? Why are you even bringing that up? No one wants to hear about Peaky Blinders. You want to see a show that has a lot of horses. No. Oh, this is. And there's a lot of horse play and horse running and horse racing. Uh, Who was the British monarch at that time? Was it Queen Victoria? (laughs) 
watch Peaky Blinders, which is the best show ever. But watch it with the closed captioning on. You're welcome. <laughs> All right. So, Jenny, is that it? Yeah. This was Peak Nelly. Peak Nelly. She's diabolical. She's the worst. I hear interference on my end. Probably because my phone I, is running. I don't hear it on your side. I don't okay. hear it. Mimi's, if you hear anything funky here, we are. Amy shit went down. Amy shit went down. My internet's down. You know, I finally got the kids are gone. The dog's in the crate and quiet. And my internet goes down. So if you hear it, I'm sorry. I I can't edit this out. It's like a weird hum. So just deal with it. I can't hear it. So maybe hopefully it's not recording. Okay. All right. um, So Jenny, what are we doing next? So we're going to do the fucking race because we have to. We're in this. Uh, is this what they're going to do to us every time? I don't know. Like continued? Is it really continued? We have to see. We have to see Nellie's epic revenge because I feel like that's the next. Like that's the con- to be continued is the Nellie's going to get epic revenge on Laura. So we're going to have to watch the next episode, which is <sighs> the race. So we're already watching every episode in season three. I found myself angry at Nellie. Like irrationally angry like i want to hurt that kid like when she was trashing her room jenny would you beat up a kid no only when you were a kid (laughs) i would only beat you up as a kid (laughs) when i was slightly on the edge of adult i think i would beat up a kid like if i was caroline i think i would go punch (laughs) nelly in the face i don't know i'd probably get sued and lose my house you can't beat up a kid i don't know unless they're your little sister I guess. (laughs) All right, guys. So we'll see you next week. Hi, everyone. Thanks for listening. If you enjoy what you hear, please consider leaving a five-star review on Apple iTunes. Every review helps new listeners find us and helps us find new listeners. You can connect with Jenny and me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at GenXThisIsWhy. Letter X, spell out the Y. We also have a Facebook group called the Mimi Bees, M-E-M-E-B. The link is on our Facebook page. Thanks for listening and see you soon. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. 
Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.